Our scripture reading this evening is taken from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. This is the word of the Lord to us today. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete, writes Paul. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each one of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited or grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Upward mobility is the motto of our culture. We're all on the move and we know the direction we're expected to be moving in. Upward. Definitely not downward. We live in a culture that is obsessed, I would suggest, with upward mobility. The loud, strident voices we hear screaming at us from all sides shout, Get ahead! Beat the competition! Climb the steep ladder to success! and do it as quickly as possible. We hear news of Fortune 500 companies, the stock market, the Oscars, the lottery, and sports celebrities and their salaries. Money, power, acquisitions, status or status, and popularity have become the reasons for living for many people. Consumerism and materialism threaten to consume us. Now, did you know that the Internet has 134,000 web pages on upward mobility? Here's a sampling of what I found. This is the year wireless takes off. Are you along for the ride or letting your competitors get off to a huge start? Selection for placement into an upward mobility program position is accomplished through competitive procedures. Now there's a surprise. 
In the restaurant world, it's possible to start at the bottom and climb to the top. We carry this competitive spirit, do we not, into everything. And we make sure we defend our rights all along the way. But Paul challenges us to have a different attitude toward others. Listen again. Do nothing, nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each one of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. I find it's hard to even let someone get ahead of me in traffic. Now, when someone cuts in on you, how do you respond? Oh, please go ahead of me, while giving them a sweet smile. Maybe not. I have to confess that when I line up early at the Seattle Rep for my pre, uh, my first Monday previews to make sure that I get a seat in the center of the fourth row, you would not want to be ahead of me trying to get that seat. <laughs> now my daughter's a junior in high school. Talk about competition, popularity, grades, advanced placement classes, SAT scores, college applications, on and on it goes. Which are the best schools? Which will look good on her resume? How can she get the best job after graduation? Upward mobility surrounds us. Upward mobility is drowning us. But a friend recently shared with me that even though he'd been very successful in the financial world, he discovered, much to his surprise, I think, in midlife, that he had been climbing the wrong ladder. Now, Paul describes the movement of Jesus Christ in our reading this evening in the very opposite direction. Downward. Downward mobility. Can you imagine how surprised I was to find that there were over 24,000 web pages on downward mobility? <laughs> A lot more on upward notice. I, was, I wasn't expecting the very first one listed. This was it. God at work. Downward mobility. It went on to say, the single most powerful force in the world is the self-giving love of God as displayed in Jesus. Right there on the webpage. Next, I found an article from the Management Today column. It is dated February 2002, about the fall of grace of the dot-com generation. It read, Downward mobility. I finally understood the meaning when I advertised for a personal assistant on an online San Francisco bulletin board and received an application from the CEO of a new media startup who said he was experiencing cash flow issues. <laughs> the managing director of an executive recruitment firm in this column advises humility, but has his doubts. The biggest and toughest question for most CEOs is simply, are you willing to go backward, as in downward? Once you're at the top of an organization, it said, it can be tough mentally to swing to a lower rung. It just doesn't feel right. How true that is. It just doesn't feel right. That is true for those of you who suddenly lost your jobs or for those who don't get the promotion they feel they deserve. 
I recall a friend who was angry when he didn't get a promotion, only to realize later that it was God's plan for someone else to get that position instead. And often it doesn't really feel right for us as we wrestle in the midst of this crazy culture with how to follow the example of Jesus Christ, the descending way of downward mobility, as Henry Nouwen calls it, the descending direction on the ladder of life. The hard truth, Nouwen asserts, is that the descending way of Jesus is the way for us to find God. Everything in us resists that idea. Paul opens the letter to the church in Philippi with these words. Paul and Timothy, servants, that is, slaves, of Christ Jesus. In our text, which includes what has been called the exquisite Christ hymn, Paul describes the way of God's love, which goes down further and further into the greatest destitution, the destitution of a criminal whose life is taken from him. God, in his mercy and grace, reaches down, stoops down, sinks down, lower and lower and still lower, all the way down to earth, all the way down to us. Eugene Peterson puts it this way in the message. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. When the time came, Jesus set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling experience. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Many people today want to move from success to significance to know that their lives count for something and that they can make a difference. But are we ready to accept, as followers of Jesus Christ, that significance comes by accepting the job description of being a servant? And yet that's exactly the position that Jesus is inviting us to sign up for. Jesus said, Whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Our culture encourages us, really exhorts us, to seize, grasp, and attain everything we can, and by any means, upward mobility. By contrast, Jesus invites us to share to give, and to pour ourselves out for others in loving and joyful service. Jesus emptied himself, as scripture tells us, not of his divine nature, but of all of his privileges. He made himself of no reputation. His is the way of humility, obedience, and self-renunciation 
downward mobility. Isn't this a great scandal for so many? How can we worship a God who came to us in weakness as a baby, who lived in poverty, and who died for us a humiliating death as a common criminal? Jesus said, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. If you lose your life, you'll find it. If you want to be the greatest, be a servant. He has a way of turning things upside down, doesn't he? Or maybe it's right side up. On the night in the upper room that we commemorate tonight, Jesus once again turned things upside down. He's the leader, the teacher, the one who should be honored with the simple courtesy of having his feet washed by one of his students. But once again, he models this incredible humility. Listen to what happens. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. How do we wash one another's feet? I mean, I was almost tempted to have us do that this evening. That would be pretty scandalous, wouldn't it? How do we choose downward rather than upward mobility? Henry Nouwen himself is a wonderful example of someone who learned how to do it. He not only wrote about the theology of downward mobility throughout all of his writings, but he also lived it in obedience to God's call as he imitated Jesus. Many of you will know that after 20 years teaching at Notre Dame, can't believe I said it like that, Yale and Harvard, Nouwen was facing spiritual burnout. He prayed, Lord, show me where you want me to go, and I will follow you. So through the founder of the large communities, God said to Henry Nouwen, Go and live among the poor in spirit, and they will heal you. So he moved from Harvard to live with physically and mentally challenged people at the large daybreak community in Toronto. Nouwen writes, so I moved from the best and the brightest, wanting to rule the world, to men and women who had few or no words and were considered at best marginal to the needs of our society. It was a very hard and painful move. He lived there for the last 10 years of his life. He learned firsthand what, it, what it's like to give up everything that he placed his identity and security in. He comments on the fact that his education, all the books that he had written, 
and all his years at prestigious universities meant nothing to the mentally handicapped people with whom he was now living, as none of them could read, and most of them had never gone to school. They were not impressed. The way of downward mobility toward all who ask for compassion. Nowen writes about his experience working a few hours a day with Adam, one of the members of the community. He says how frightened he was when he first got there. He didn't know what he was going to do. He was terrified that this man would have an epileptic fit. He just didn't know how to relate to him. And a little while later, a visiting friend asked Henry one day, couldn't you spend your time better than working with this handicapped man? Was it for this type of work that you got all your education? Now and writes in response, I realized that I couldn't explain to him the joy that Adam brought to me. He had to discover that for himself. I witnessed and experienced this kind of joy in serving the poor in Antigua, Guatemala last August with the Connection Singles Mission Team. Raphael and Claudia, the directors of the Arms of Jesus Children's Mission, and sweet Ginny Walker with her orphanage for, for girls, know the joy of following Christ's call to compassion, Christ's call to downward mobility. So this evening, how can we imitate the humility of Jesus Christ and be willing to go wherever God calls, choosing the way of downward mobility when the world is pulling us so hard, especially in Bellevue, in the opposite direction? We move in that downward by direction by knowing deep in our hearts how much we are loved. That Jesus died for each one of us personally. That we are forgiven people. And that Jesus washes our feet again tonight. So we choose to live lives of humble gratitude to God for all that Christ has done for us. May the Holy Spirit empower us to live lives of compassion, not competition. Let's do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but humbly regard others better than ourselves, watching out for their interests rather than our own. In this way, we'll follow our Lord Jesus Christ downward. Even though he was God, he was willing to become a human being like us and then to become a slave, to be obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Thanks be to God for this incredible gift. <laughs>